Welcome in to another new podcast from the Association for Materials Protection and Performance. My name is Ben DuBose, news editor with the AMP Publications team. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Alan Thomas, new CEO of AMP as of April 2023. Alan, I'm glad to have you on the show. How are you? Uh, Bye, Ben. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And to walk everyone through the process of the last year plus, Bob announced in 2022 that he was on his way out. Bob Chalker, that is, phasing into retirement. For several months towards the end of 2022 and early 2023, the boards went through a search process. Alan ultimately was the person who was named CEO at the beginning of 2023, and he formally took over the role in early April. So, Alan, for any of our listeners out in the industry that don't know you other than perhaps the recent press release announcing you as the CEO of AMP. Just walk us through your career prior to joining the association. Sure. Uh, Probably the best way is just through a summary. I've got around 15 years of association leadership. I've worked in one major international association and two smaller uh, regional associations, one regional, one national. Um, I've done a startup association and I've run an organization that's comparable in size to um, AMP. I've also spent about 15 years in the private sector. I've uh, had several entrepreneurial startups. I've worked a great deal with the private equity space, um, have some really good relationships and connections there. And um, most importantly, I think, uh, probably for our membership and as a, a good frame of context, for my role here at AMP is I also have uh, a very deep uh, seated experience in the coatings and metal finishing industry as well as I was an owner and operator for several years of a um, coatings applicator company here in Houston. How important is that specific background? Because of course, one of the new things that has come to light in the last few years with the merger of NACE and SSPC into AMP, there's a real emphasis on coatings applicators and coatings contractors. How much does that background really play into your, I suppose, unique level of expertise for this role? Uh, that's right on, Ben. I believe it. What it does, it does give me a unique perspective. Um, you know, first and foremost, uh, the role that I serve in and the, our staff serve in is in association management and association management professionals, which we don't need any degree of understanding Mm -hmm. of uh, materials performance or protection to do our jobs well. But I will say it gives us a greater level of understanding, uh, and I do believe it helps me to serve better, to have that deep-seated understanding of what not just a contractor or coding applicator or someone in the corrosion prevention um, industry uh, experience has, is I have that experience as an owner. Mm. And so I understand the P&L implications. I understand the investment implications. I understand uh, the contractual implications of things like our standards and things like our training and education and certification programs and how that impacts contractors bottom line. So I think that does give me a really good uh, mm-hmm. perspective into how to really serve them and uh, be also be uh, understanding of the of the business implications. Mm-hmm. When did you find out about the AMP vacancy and what was it about this particular possibility for you in your career 
that really intrigued or excited you? Sure, I was contacted by the search firm that the uh, search committee used in mid-October, I would mm -hmm. say around mid-October of 22. And um, the the intriguing piece of it was the fact that uh, NACE and SSPC, um, of which both organizations, I was a participating member um, in my back in my coding days. So I was very excited uh, to hear that they those two organizations had come together to form AMP. Uh, I knew that that was in the works. Um, back in 2018, 2017 um, was my first exposure to that that idea. So seeing that it had come to fruition and that the board had a very proactive stance and a appetite to continue to grow and scale the organization internationally, um, those were the things that really excited me about it. But probably what put me over the top with it is that I truly do believe that it's my purpose at this current stage in my career. Um, if I look back at my education, my training, my business experience, my association experience, all those things come together at a at a perfect point in time for this opportunity. And it really is very purposeful for me uh, to be on board. So there were a lot of people you had to talk to during that process. You mentioned the search firm. There's a search committee. There's the board of directors for both AMP and the AMP Global Center. What did those boards and all the various entities involved want to know about you during the extended interviewing process to make them convinced that you were the right guy? So uh, they, they did a very good job, I believe. Um, I understand there were some some outstanding candidates uh, for the position, so I was very humbled and honored to, to be selected. Um, what they wanted to know was, uh, as in most of those processes, just about everything they can know, right? So there was a lot of uh, deep dive questions, but ultimately what I believe they were looking for uh, and and settled with me is is the ability to lead the organization uh, to achieve the strategy that the board has set forth. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is a very aspirational vision. We have a phenomenal mission that I'm excited about. And uh, my my personal values and my background, uh, I believe the search committee and the board felt aligned really well with what their mission and vision was going forward and that um, you know, I could serve them in that capacity to, to achieve those, those outcomes. What's their vision when we talk about the next few years? Where are they wanting this organization to go? We're now two years into the post-merger landscape. What are they looking for? You know, keep in mind, obviously, we're limited on time, but just generally speaking here, what are their criteria for success? Um, yeah, that's, well, that's a lot of questions <laughs> around them there. Obviously, you know, the 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 vision of, of the board and the association as a whole is, you know, a world built and protected with safe, reliable and sustainable materials. That's the ultimate vision. And then we walk backwards from that uh, through our mission and how we advance materials performance to protect society and assets and the environment and so forth. And then you get a little more tactical as we step down. So to your point, what uh, we are trying to achieve in the next few years uh, and what is important to the executive committees of both boards and the boards themselves is really to what I would call 
um, finalize the, the the merger uh, by really bringing together all of our members, our stakeholders uh, under one brand. And there's still some work to be done there, um, which is natural uh, in these types of situations. Mergers uh, take a, a, a good long time to really merge that one brand. Um, so that's really uh, near and dear to me. I'd like to really unify uh, all of the constituents, all of our stakeholders, and really become truly AMP. And and mm-hmm. there's a you know as you move out from the epicenter of of uh, you know Houston and Pittsburgh, uh, that gets a little bit more um, important as we move out around the globe. Uh, as a, as those waves travel out, uh, there's still a lot of work to be done internationally to help our stakeholders understand who AMP is, mm-hmm. what our mission is, why we did merge, and really importantly, what the value is to our members and stakeholders worldwide. Uh, secondly, yeah, I, scaling the organization internationally at an intentional uh, pace and an intentional uh, goals in mind is is also very um, much a part of what uh, the search, search committee and boards have, have tasked me with. Yeah, I was going to ask you later on if you were based in Houston or Pittsburgh, but I'm guessing in your position, a lot of your job involves travel and trying to engage the various stakeholders uh, on a regular basis, right? Right, and I think it's really important. Uh, that's a good comment. I, I personally live in Houston and I office out of Houston, but you know, for AMP to really grow into the brand that the board would like and what the association deserves, is it's a global organization, right? And so there, though we will have a you know a headquarters if that makes you know people be able to to categorize things in their minds. Mm-hmm better we've stated that our we have a, a dual headquarter type situation between Pittsburgh and in Houston but I'm really trying to direct attention away from that into the international space where we are mm-hmm. a global organization um, that meets the needs of our stakeholders and members where they are um, regardless of where my you know office might be but yes to your point there will be a, a great deal of travel uh, that's another one of the tenants that uh, I was charged with and that is to get out and build relations and to foster relations that we have, fortify those, but build new ones. Um, and to really expand our membership base, expand our reach and deliver you know, greater value to, to more folks. So to peel back the curtain, the last few weeks have been pretty busy for you. You mm-hmm. went out to Denver in late March for the second AMP annual conference and expo in Denver. Then the following week was April 1st when you officially took over as CEO. It was April 1st, correct? Yes. So conference was basically an introductory period for you in which you met a lot of the certainly members, but high ranking constituents within the association. And they wanted to see and talk to for the first time. Obviously, the boards had met you before, but outside of the boards, this was the first chance for a lot of people to physically get in the same room with you and talk face to face about what their priorities are, what they're hoping to see the next few years. What was that conference like for you? Obviously, it was very successful on a business level. We've talked about the facts and figures before, but just for you, what was that experience like meeting membership on a large scale for the first time? It was a um, it was definitely an opportunity to be introduced to the membership, to a lot of our um, key stakeholders. Um, I did get to meet most of the board, if not all of the board uh, members, uh, in person and, and have some some conversation. 
so that part was really great but for me it was it was more of, of a immersion process than an introductory process so again uh, having come out of the association leadership uh, uh, space and working within conferences and events for the first you know 15 17 years of my career um, I was able to really uh, dig in and get behind the scenes, look at the operations uh, as well as look at the user experience. And it really gave me a incredible uh, head start to the exponential learning curve, right, of, of learning and understanding uh, the nuances of AMP. Um, it, it, it showed a great deal of participation and energy and uh, camaraderie across our membership. Mm -hmm. But it also gave me a great insight into our exceptional staff and how they work and who's in charge of what, right? And who's on first and what's on second and all that good stuff. So it really gave me a, a compressed, yeah, we were there for about 12, you know, 13 days. I got a great uh, compression of AMP knowledge in a very uh, short time frame. So the conference was a success. It was great to, to meet uh, as many people as I possibly could. And um, I look forward to many more of those. Yeah, one thing I found interesting about it. So the model is typically every other year it's on the Gulf Coast and in a location such as Texas, I believe next year is in New Orleans. And then the other year is somewhere else in the country to make sure that we're well represented. Obviously, this year it was in Denver. For obvious reasons, a lot of the <laughs> Gulf Coast conferences can be slightly better attended certainly nace has had houston as its hq for a long time and now it's one of amps hqs along with pittsburgh this one in denver you could feel the excitement it had over 5700 mm -hmm. attendees you yep. had over 380 exhibiting companies and it was better than 2022 even when you factor in it was a bit more travel for many of our members and of course it's a post-pandemic environment there's a lot of enthusiasm for these in-person networking events again how much optimism does that give you moving forward that even in a location like Denver that's not necessarily a massive immediate hub for a lot of AMP members that you were able to get that much enthusiasm on the ground and see that level of support for the association over the week that this went down in late March? It was extremely encouraging. Um, I, I'm myself, our board and the staff are all extremely grateful for the level of participation. It did exceed everyone's expectations, which is always a uh, great uh, and pleasant surprise. Um, it, I believe it does show the, the strength or basically the resiliency of the value that our conference and events committee and team bring to the table. Um, I think there probably was a little bit of pin-up demand uh, built into there as well that mm -hmm. um, we gladly accept. And I believe you'll see that even in maybe the next one to two, possibly even three years out to come Yep. Um, as as these types of programs rebound. Um, but I really believe it, it what, what really encourages me is it speaks to the resiliency of our committee, our staff, specifically our sponsors that are willing to come back in and help to underwrite uh, because without them, you know, those types of events would never happen. Um, it's our sponsors and our and our contributing members that allow us to keep those registration rates uh, as reasonable as we possibly can. 
um, to be able to encourage as much tendance as, as, as possible. And we are looking for a really nice increase in New Orleans. I do believe we'll see, I hope to see double digit percentage increase in, into New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. And the, I believe that the exhibitor space, I think we sold out close to 70 to 75% of the floor space before we even left Denver. For, for New Orleans, which is a very strong indication of the value and people's excitement about returning. Absolutely. And for people wanting more information, you can just go to ace.amp.org and it's March 3rd through 7th, 2024 in New Orleans. Yeah. They're accepting abstracts now. So just go to ace.amp.org and you can find out more information on the 2024 conference. I think there's a lot of directions we could go in terms of, I suppose, characterizing the discussions that took place on the ground in Denver. But for you, obviously, you were meeting a lot of members, at least in person, for the first time. Were there any common themes when it comes to what they told you, the feedback they gave you? Just express, if you could, some of your, some of your high-level takeaways from this year's conference, and if there were any common themes from the conversations you had with much of our membership. Sure, and uh, I didn't have as many conversations with members as I would have liked to. A, a lot of the meetings occur at, at those uh, events, been with what we would call our sister organizations hmm. and uh, the executive teams uh, and boards from other uh, groups and uh, some of our international uh, chapters and things of that nature. So it wasn't just pure one-on-one time with members, uh, even though that would be sure. amazing and and. Um, would continue to try to work through that. In fact, I'm uh, attending the Austin chapter meeting today, and okay. and my goal is to get to as many of those as I possibly can to get face-to-face with our members and hear about their concerns, hear about what they would like and value from the organization, and most importantly, how we serve their, you know, their needs and, and, and wants. The themes that that were, or the theme, I would say, is the most prevalent through all of my interactions was the overwhelming demand for the value that AMP brings through content, through training, through education, through advocacy um, around the globe. And some really big gaps out there that we need to to step in and fill. And being able to cooperate and coordinate with uh, sister organizations and our chapters around the globe is gonna be very, very important uh, to the future, future success of the organization. So let's discuss Alan Thomas, the leader. What are your, I suppose, defining characteristics that define who you are as a leader and how you're going to approach this job over the coming years? Uh, That's a great question. Um, And and, and maybe in some future discussions, we can talk about specific philosophies on leadership. Um, uh, I think that you know they're they're pretty varied across the board. What I would like to to drive the answer there is the way that I would like to be uh, judged from a leader is based on the results that I deliver, right? So what uh, you know a real a real um, famous uh, um, pseudo mentor of mine is uh, Peter Drucker. I love Peter Drucker's writings. I love his um, structure and teaching and and. I believe he really gets to the heart of what I believe leadership is. And leadership is not attributes. Leadership is not characteristics. Leadership is not even really a style. Leadership is the ability to deliver results. And 
that's what my goal here at AMP is, is to deliver the results that the board, uh, that our membership not only want, but also deserve. A follow up to that. So mm -hmm. in your role as CEO, you're effectively leading the staff and in some ways functioning as a bit of a liaison between what we do as staff members and how that supports the goals of the association at mm -hmm. large and membership. Sure. How do you convey the value of staff to membership? What do you see your role as when it comes to, uh, I suppose, representing staff on the ground in Houston and Pittsburgh and explaining what their value proposition is to mm -hmm. to the boards and to membership at large? It's the, it's the same exact answer, Ben. The way that we as staff communicate our value is the results. Okay. Right. So when we are responsive and we when we serve our member base the way that they need to, then we will get the recognition of the valuable staff that we are. And we are and we are and we are doing that. And we're also working diligently to become better at those things. When mm -hmm. we're delivering best in class training or best in class publications or best in class service around the globe, that delivers a value, which is a result to that member or stakeholder. Mm -hmm. And so the answer will always be the same when it comes to, to leadership is it what we're here to do as staff is deliver results that the members find valuable. And then our job as a staff is to figure out how to best do that with the resources we've been allocated and to do that the most efficiently. And so my my role as the manager in that is to look for ways to gain efficiencies, the ways that we can improve uh, we've got so many great initiatives from our our people uh, per, uh, development and performance team on continuing education and growth paths and uh, plans to um, you know expand and and it's it's really fascinating the things that we're doing with our with our team um, uh, and our our culture is very vibrant and I think that's noted among the membership as well. I've gotten some great feedback uh, from everything from uh, the care and concern that we are showing chapters and the diligence that we show in putting new programs in place around the globe. Um, again, the more we deliver on results, the more support I believe we'll get as staff from, from our membership and our stakeholders. So we talked about Alan Thomas, the leader. Let's talk about Alan Thomas, the person. How would you describe your personality? And if you could just tell people a little bit about yourself in in a non-work capacity. What are some of the things when you're not on the clock for AMP that you might do in terms of hobbies or on the weekends sure. or fulfillment? Just you know, give people a little bit of light on not just Alan Thomas the leader, but Alan Thomas the person. Great. I, I'll just try and do a quick overview, uh, a little bit about that. Um, you know, I'm from a small town in central Louisiana. So uh, I grew up uh, in the outdoors a great bit. I love sports. I played every sport I could get involved in as a kid and uh, into college. And uh, I love to um, experience the outdoors from a hunting and fishing standpoint. Um, and uh, as you know, as you grow older, you have to you know separate some of those things out. You know, based on time and priorities. And sure. uh, so, anytime I can spend currently on the water is a great time for me. I love to fish, water sports. Um, you know, take my family out on the boat. We have a really good time uh, doing that. Try to get some sailing in down in the in the the Florida Keys. That's always a, a favorite uh, pastime of mine uh, when we can get the opportunity. So I've got a, a relatively large family, I think. Uh, so okay. uh, with my wife, we have four daughters. Um, mm -hmm. 
and they range from 23 to 16 years of age. Uh, so have a pretty full um, slate of, of of activity there around those with. Yeah, uh, we'll have, can imagine. This fall we'll have three in college or two in college, one in law school, and and then trying to push the baby on through the rest of her high school <laughs> career um and and helping them get you know positioned and oriented into the world is a, is a pretty big undertaking um absolutely uh, love to do i love to pretend like i'm a gourmet cook uh, so <laughs> i i uh when i do have the the free time and and most of the family enjoys that i'll try to to um cook up some really good uh, dishes around the house and um we like to we like to spend as much time as we can in our pool yeah again again i need to be pretty close to water to to yeah. uh, be um, to be fully happy. That's kind yeah. of uh, what where my, my happy place is. Um, as far as me, just as a personality, I am uh, very much an extrovert if that hasn't come across yet. So to your point back to conference, you know, being in that environment just gave gives me tons of energy, right? So the more yeah. I'm in those types of environments and engaging with with people, and specifically in our, in our stakeholders, that gives me a great deal of energy that I can, uh, you know, in turn go and, and execute on. Um, I, I like being around people. I love to uh, communicate. I love to listen. I love to learn. I'm a lifelong learner. I'm always either in a some type of an online course or a program or you know reading two or three books at the same time. Uh, um, really love. Uh, really have become to be a admirer of YouTube and mm. the and the um, ability that YouTube or the I guess just the platform that it has right to be able to learn pretty much anything within two clicks right which is sure. uh, which is really amazing and I know that um, you know our content management team is is following that same type of a uh, of a mantra where you know one to two clicks in and you can find anything that you need uh, to educate yourself and and to to uh, perform better, you know, in in the job. So um, that's that's kind of me in a nutshell. Happy so to answer any questions around that if you need. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> we can tell you're a pretty busy guy between CEO of the association and uh, a wife and four daughters and all the other extracurricular yeah. interests. Uh, sounds like you don't have a ton of downtime. Not very much, no, and that's okay. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about as we wind down the next few months. We outlined earlier some of the goals as far as the next few years and where I think the board wants this organization to go. So with you in your first few months, what are some of your areas of target emphasis? For example, you mentioned that today as we're recording this, you're meeting with the Austin chapter, correct? Correct. <clears throat> yeah, so I know face-to-face engagements is part of what you're trying to do as of course you're a new ceo been on the job for just over a month now certainly that's something that i think is important for any new ceo in their first few months uh beyond that what are some of the areas of emphasis for you as you try and get the alan thomas era of amp off the ground so we have you know the right now we're really following through on a lot of the groundwork that's already been um, put in place by the executive team and also the board really getting our systems aligned right we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're very much in the process right now of bringing that 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 idea that i mentioned earlier in the interview about unity and one brand mm -hmm. You know, there's a great deal of work going on behind the scenes to make that possible between our systems and how they communicate, which in turn is going to make a better experience for our, our users and members. 
And then just continuing to, to follow through with the existing you know, goals is increasing and enhancing the knowledge that we deliver to our mm -hmm. stakeholders. One that's really important and we've brought to the top uh, along with the um, the board of directors and, and something I personally wanted to get more engaged with, and that's workforce development. Um, as I did get a chance to meet with uh, many of our members of, at, in Denver and subsequently, and as I, as I reach out to owners, right, and, and asset owners and contract owners, contractor company owners, you know, the number one risk that they're facing in their businesses right now is an adequate, qualified, plentiful workforce. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that, that we take serious and really want to, to get some, um, some more momentum behind. Makes um, sense. Advocacy is another big one that we're really working through right now, uh, not just here in the U.S., but globally. Um, there's a lot of work that has to be done back to that unity um, idea with our standards that are global that we're, that we're written into either at governmental levels or, um, you know, multinational corporation levels that still have, you know, NACE standards or SSPC <laughs> standards and, and you know, a combination of both. Um, getting those unified and really understanding what that means in those contexts is important. Yep. Um, so those are, I think, some of the top, you know, three, I think, that we're, we're really working towards. Before we wrap up, any last words of advice to our staff, to members, to the industry, uh, any message you want to convey to them? Basically use this as your platform before we wrap up. Oh, sure. I, yeah, I, you know, first and foremost to our members and our stakeholders globally, I'm just honored to serve. And, and that is the position and the, um, the role that I feel is, you know, I, I am here at uh, our board's pleasure and my role is to serve. Feel free to reach out to me, reach out to our staff. Um, we have a lot of great opportunities through our committees, through our volunteer efforts. Uh, we're actively uh, recruiting volunteers currently. Uh, so my message to to our members and stakeholders is uh, let us know how we can serve you better, but we also would love for you to serve as well. Uh, AMP is only as strong as, it, as its membership, and um, we are always in need of some great volunteer leaders to step up. Yeah. Um, as far as staff goes, you know, I've I've had a, an opportunity to meet with uh, a good portion of our team one on one and um, you know, I've never been more impressed with a group of individuals and a group of teams that um, operate at the level of excellence that we do. And so I'm very excited about that and, and happy to be a part of that team and again, just hope to serve our um, employees as well. Right. And. Uh, serve as a resource to them. For anyone who wants to reach out to you or has feedback, what's the best way they can do that? Uh, probably email is really the most convenient and uh, efficient way I can respond to the most uh, quickly. So uh, email, phone call, I'll do my best to always get back to you. Sounds good. And of course, you can find out the specifics at amp.org, amp.org, yes. and you can figure out how to contact Alan as well as reach out to all sorts of departments within our great association. With that, we will adjourn for today for new AMP CEO, Alan Thomas. I'm Ben Dubose, news editor with the AMP Publications team. Thanks for tuning in. Again, check out amp.org for any more resources or information, and please come back soon for another new AMP podcast.